On today's episode, Luke asked me a question which sparks a rant, and I was really quite enjoying it until Elle decided to ask me to take responsibility for it. We discussed police powers, aged care, living in the now, and working around the house, the opportunity that COVID has provided. Interesting episode, lots to, uh, to listen to. Hope you enjoy, and we'll uh, catch you on the other side. Rosie Blokes, we're dads, we're entrepreneurs. Between us, we've made a heap of mistakes, learned a shitload and created plenty of wins, which taught us a few things about life, love, relationships, communication, leadership, and business. We're here to share our journey and learnings with you. You may get three different perspectives or one universal agreement, but whatever you take away, we hope it made a difference in your day. Good morning, Luke, and good morning, Al. Good day, good day. G'day, g'day. How are you, guys? Good. Excellent. Good. Yes, good. very good. How are you, Ross? I'm fantastic, thank you. A couple of challenges yesterday. It was a bit of a, a rough, a rough day. One of those days where things just uh, want to go wrong. So oh, yeah. uh, I was, I was, because uh, it's not inspirational. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't going to share it on here today. You share it, but uh, but since you've asked. Um, I feel I feel obliged to reply. Uh, I was just speaking to uh, to Al before, saying that my website went down um, due to a uh, an update with um, WordPress, which took out my site completely. Couldn't even uh, log into the back end of it. It was just it was blank. Uh, but uh, so that was that was what kind of kicked off the day, and. I've got a, a car that uh, I've had on the market for a while. There's, you know, not much movement at the moment. Nothing's really selling, but um, the I, I wasn't paying enough attention, and my rego lapsed. And the way I found out my rego had lapsed is the police stopped and pulled the number plates off it. So I'm sitting out in front of my house, and the number plate the number plates got removed. And I'm like, surely during this time, the police have better things to do. Then pull number plates oh, off guard. My, that is spectacular. So anyway, that was a little while ago, and I'm like, well, I can't really do much about it now. And uh, you know, I got higher priorities as well. But finally, the council's come round, and they've decided to put their sticker on it as well, and saying, well, we're going to remove this car now. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah. So they've, <laughs> they've stamped it. They've given it. Um, well. It's been there a while, but you know that used to be my primary car. Like I drive that; that was my car, and I drive it everywhere. I got a new car, um, but it's still been there. You know, there's there's cars all the way up the whole street. Like people, you know, uh, leave a lot of cars on the road along this street. It's certainly along the whole length of it. Um, now, um, I guess no one would have said anything if the police hadn't hadn't come along and pulled the plates off. Now I got um, I got broken into, but. You know, I don't know how much time they invested into that. Surely they've got better things to do than stop to pull the plates off my car during this time. Because now I need to deal with this. But I'm not allowed to go anywhere. Okay, we're stage four locking. And yet he's wandering around the road putting stickers on cars without having something better to do. Now I need to deal with that. So now I'm going to have to travel, take my car to places. I don't even know if I can get it re-registered. Like I need to make unnecessary trips to deal with this, yeah. So that's the uh, 
you know, and that wasn't everything that happened yesterday, but uh, <laughs> you know the sticker they... on the car and the website. Mm. What's that? Yeah, so... <clears throat> Oh, no, that's a fair rant. I, you know, you're a taxpayer and I think it's fair. Um, I will point out, though, do you know why they do that as well? Like, there's a few reasons why. So he said there was a complaint. Yeah. Did you have a warning from the council or anything? Normally they'll issue a, you know, no. hey, nah, okay, yeah, well, that might no, be a no. bit of re- recourse from the council because that's, normally they'll give you, hey, there's been a complaint, you need to move this card, I'll give you a chance to move it. Issue is, is like, yeah. if your car sits there and they just let everyone's cars sit there uh, for for argument's sake, or for instance, if that car is stolen and used in a robbery, it's hard to track, yeah? Because they'll just come around and you just go, oh, I don't know what happened to my car. If it's if it's been deregistered and canaried, um, then it's a lot harder um, for things like that to, to happen. Um, yeah, so, and yeah, look, in this day and age, I don't think it's uh, appropriate to, to do that without a warning. But, you know, that's if it's been there for a while too, um, it can be a bit of a hazard. I know where you live and that road, yeah, parked cars, is uh, it's not not the best environment well, to be sitting in a car for a long period of time. You know what I mean? So, that road, so that road is now not four lanes. It's only two lanes. Yeah. They've put, they've put a, a dirty, great big white line right down it and they've made space for parking and for a bike. Okay, cool. All right, well, that changes things. Well, Absolutely. Write an angry letter, mate. Just, you know, angry from where you the, live. The letter, the letter will not get there before my car disappears. They've given me two days. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> I only <with> Luke. <laughs> well, I love, I love a good rant. No, I love a good rant. So is, is the rant done or have you got more? <laughs> he's just a, he's just disgruntled. It's all right. Like fuck, he's starting to cost him money now. So I, I'd be I, like that. Mate, too. I didn't rant like the best of them. No, no, no I, criticism. I just is it over or have you got more to say? <laughs> I think it's no, over. I, yeah, right? I, uh, I'll just say this. I'll say this, and I'm done. I'm just pissed because you know what? Haven't they got better things to do right now? Like surely I have, and now I need to do. Now I need to. Do probably break the law, get a sixteen hundred dollar fine to go deal with this. Yeah, fair call. Yeah. All right, so done. So I know you well enough, Ross, to know you don't believe the last thing you just said. It's it is a rap, right? It's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. I do it like the best of them. There is nothing other than I get it. So, um, and it is look. It's it 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 just seems ludicrous. It does seem yeah. ludicrous. So, yeah. Yeah. but Luke started to touch on it, right? So Luke's, you know, we know Luke's got a lot of life experience in this area. He's probably been there, done that and all of these things. But I, um, for, for a change, I was actually being relatively innocent and I've been through it. Um, short story is we had a car, got stolen. Um, police found it, called me, said, better get, better get it you know, sorted out immediately. So we were with RACV. I'm going to name them and shame them. So we were with RACV rang them up, they said, yep, we better get that quickly, we better get onto it because often cars get stolen again in these circumstances. So I'm like, great. So they're on it, apparently. So then I get a call a few hours later from the police and they're like, hey, did you get your car towed? And I'm like, what? I don't know, but RACV, they got the urgency and they said they were on it. And they're like, oh, well, because it's just been involved in a 
uh, a, a hit and run accident and it's written off and another car's written off, <laughs> you know, yeah. and then, so that's, that's all of it now. That's not the end of the story. Yeah. So then, <laughs> then ROCV investigate us. So they send a private investigator to us. To, he sits in our kitchen interviewing us like we did it. Yep. And yeah. turns out ROCV fucked it up. Their administration or whatever was just piss poor. They fucked it up and they, and either, you know, I don't think it was deliberate, but then they tried to pin it on us. Yeah, right. Yep. So, so, you know, it's a, it's a ludicrous story. And again, I'm ranting now. It's a ludicrous story, but there is a reality behind it, Ross, and, and Luke was, was touching on it. It's like inadvertently you are providing a weapon to somebody, a getaway car or whatever you yeah. want to call it, and you're just making it easier and easier, unfortunately. They, they, yeah, and you're right. There'd be more, and there'd be more to that. And there's a reason why they do, especially with cars and that. There are people that will will do that. You know, first, secondary sort of incidences. <clears throat> yeah, and that's speaking of police. I know police personally, so they they take that. Any anything they can um, mitigate down the line that's harder to track a crime, especially with vehicles, they'll do so. And that's one of the reasons. Mm. But yeah, and one of the reasons is do they? That's, they could be been there for a while they've had a complaint they act on it but you know people need people need notice in this instance you, yeah i don't believe in just rolling up here it's fine you know you got two days fair enough we've had three warnings if you've done nothing about it crush the car you know what where you stand i agree with that <laughs> um yeah so well now there's, a, there's another level to this sorry go ahead the, the, my notifications were coming out the front and there's no number plates on it was the yeah. first one <laughs> And, that's that's not and, and and the second one was uh was was uh my son going, Hey Dad, there's someone putting something on your car. Yeah. So yeah. but uh yeah, so, agree with it. So, so like so it says for sale. Like it says on it for sale and yeah. Bang. Sure. Anyway, they're not debating your legitimacy, it's just those other secondary things that you're not you're not aware of until you're aware of it. I mean I you know, I get what happened in our case, and it was disappointing though, that ROCV screwed up and then and then kind of made our lives more difficult for that. But yeah. you know, we got all the a few apologies and all that afterwards. But of course, we'll never be members or insured by them ever again, right? Because <laughs> why would you? Yeah. That's yeah. sort of experience. But yeah. but I mean, there's so many other layers to this, Ross. And I know, you know, when you pause and look at it, you can see you can see for yourself. It's like. Um, you know, what's your contribution to this whole thing? And and there was in the rant, there was a fair bit of victim in that, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. That's, that's why I wasn't going to bring it up because it, it's yeah. fresh. And I, <laughs> yeah. It's fresh. It's good. And, it's good. Look, if it was a normal day of the week, like if 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 yeah. what if we were in the middle of the the COVID lockdown, yeah. Like I, yeah. I you know, I I I just suck it up and say, well, yeah, fair enough. But I'm like, really, like, is it? Is it that important right now that we need to do this? So, anyway. Well, and so, and so, that you know, in the world you live in, I know you live in, and the world I certainly live in, and I, I believe Luke lives in, is, you know, what's what is there for you now? Because there's stuff that, that that you haven't kind of taken care of in your own life. This is only this is only the the, the, the finger pointing in a direction for you. It's not the real issue for you, is it? So, so what's behind that for you? You know, what can you take from that? I mean, that's and this is a benefit for it. This is what. I'm in, I'm in a program right now where this is what we've got to do. You know, we've, we've just had our second weekend 
Ross in the in the program, the introduction letters program. And and Luke, you'll love this. So that the two key distinctions that were talked about were responsibility and being caused, being caused in the matter of well, our entire lives. And yeah, it was all, you know it's very powerful stuff because um, the first thing that we did was remove baggage around the word responsibility. There's so many yeah. words we use in language where we've got baggage attached to it now. And responsibility yeah. is often attached to blame and justification and denial and all sorts of other things. Yep. So we just got down to responsibility being, you know, we, everything that, that, you know, everything that we're a part of, we are responsible for. We take responsibility for consciously and deliberately. And then the next level of that is being caused where it's like, you know, not only are we responsible, but everything we do has an impact on every relationship that we've got. You know, and so how are we gonna how are we gonna influence our actions to to have yeah. the impact that we want? Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you know, you know, I was much I was much happier just being allowed to hang on to uh, to my rant. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Because you're right. Because the reality is, I, I'm responsible for you know whether I want to be or not. I'm responsible for making sure that you know that didn't last. At the end of the day, yeah, exactly. that was what happened. Um, exactly. It maps on my watch, and uh, and then as a result, those other things happen. Yeah, sure. You know, during lock-in time, yes, they have better things to do, but that's not really the point. I had the complete power to do something about it way back. Um, you know, when it uh, when it laps the first time. Maybe your price is too high, mate. Just get what you can for it. Get it done. Just get it done. So that was it. I I I did. Um, I did probably price it too high. Um, and uh, probably not that much too high, but it was too high. Yeah. And uh, I had to. Uh, yeah, I had to market. <laughs> yeah, well, I had to market. Do it now. <laughs> That's the only reason I market. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Is, so, is this no, the Merc we're talking about? Sorry, is it, is it the Merc we're talking about? No, it's not. No, no, it's oh, not. Okay. The rolls. So, no. <laughs> well, if I if I stick the well, like, I got a feeling that whoever's done this actually wants me to put that in my driveway, put the Merc out on the street, and then they can pitch that. Oh, well, a very kind. Because someone's already tried to, someone already jumped my fence to try and pinch it not that long ago. Yep. Do a two for so, two, two for one, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty crazy. I was home. And they came right up to my door, and uh, and and peeked in where I was, but they couldn't see where see me standing there in the room, and they still yeah. tried to pinch it, even though my lights were on, and I was like two meters away. And you know they can enter hmm. you, the police can enter your house now without any any uh, you know, any reason. Well, just just what is it? Justifiable cause or whatever? They've got they've got some legal term which gives them the right to do whatever yeah. the hell they like. Yeah. That's a state of emergency. Yeah. So, which uh, disaster, be, mate? We're in a state of disaster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a bit of a bit of a funny one. Bit of a funny one. So. Well, and that's the conversation yeah. that's going on now, right? Do we? And and I, and, I, and I don't know if it was it's actually law, but our government was pushing for a twelve month extension on the state of emergency. Twelve months. Yeah, no, nah, it's too I much. I thought that's already passed. Well, no. So they had yeah, they had to get cross fence support, and the negotiation brought it back to six. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Which, look, in the scheme of things, that makes sense, doesn't it? Because we're six months in now. Maybe we're six, we're, six months, we're six months in today. I think today's yeah. actually the, the six-month mark. So it makes sense. Another six months does make sense given what's happened. Twelve months, though, is taking the piss. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think the, the, uh, the opposition was probably going to say, no, 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 whatever happened. So they go, hey, we'll double what we need. We'll argue about it and we'll, get, we'll, we'll take the half. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. No, yeah, so that's, that um, yeah. so you know, so given given we we might well it's looking we're looking good to come out of stage four. What um, Luke, you've had a major project in stage three, mate. What are you going to do? What are you, you're not going to have project time anymore. No, I know we need to go back into. Nah, I'll put myself into stage <laughs> four. Yeah, that's just. Uh, I'll put that on myself. <laughs> Just, you know, quiet ring. Hey, mate, what's going on? What do you mean? We're in stage four. What do you mean? We're in stage three. Just go, oh, shit. Sorry, mate, I was in my own bubble. Um, yeah, it's a state. Well, we'll see. I think the, the word on the grapevine is that it might be extended by a couple of weeks, um, stage four, potentially. So, you know, prepare your mindset for that, as I've spoken to my close counterparts in that space. So, um and that's yeah, that's the word on the on the grapevine. Although you know, the mail, it's pretty reliable sources. So that that may be the case that they'll you know release the roadmap plan, so it gives people something to go. Okay, sink their teeth into. This is what we're going to be doing. Um, however, you know, uh, for the next we're extending this for the next two weeks. So it'll be joy and then sadness. I don't know how they sandwich it. Well, maybe they sandwich it with and now every fucking. Man, woman, child, dog, and bird will get fucking a thousand bucks in their bank account on Monday. You know, um, maybe they sandwich it like that. Uh, you know, some sort of crisis relief. Uh, you know, payment. But uh, yeah, so I think hopefully we will be able to um, get out. You know, as as per plan, but it might be an extra extra couple of weeks potentially. So, hmm. Yeah, it depends what happens over the next few weeks. The numbers are going the right direction and they're moving pretty quickly in the right direction. But we need to get that number right down. Like it's got to be into single digits yeah. to be effective. Because we, we got into single digits at stage three and then we had a few couple of little blowouts here and there. Um, and you know, we keep still hearing stories about people doing the wrong thing, and you know, it must be so tough for, for people that live on their own. Like I couldn't, I couldn't yeah. imagine being someone who lives on my own right now, um, yeah. and uh, and being stuck in in stage four. That would just blow my mind. So um, there's a lot of people to feel for, and um, yeah, good point. You know, I don't, I don't know where, yeah, I don't know what's causing the uh, the blowouts where we're getting them, but we are getting them, and. Yeah, and under stage three, that's that's what happened. It went from single digits to triple digits. Yeah. Well, right uh, now, it didn't, didn't start this way, but right now, the you know the massive numbers are in the aged care sector in the homes. Yeah, I was going to say that health healthcare workers um, and and the aged care. Oh, they, they got changed, didn't they? Well, yeah, I told you we had a personal friend, so she she tested positive. Uh, she's a healthcare worker on the front line in a COVID ward. Um, so she's all, she's all good. But the funny thing was, is she was sort of interacting with her family when she was positive, um, and she didn't know it. And that was probably two or three days, um, and they they tested uh, negative 
um, after the eleven day period, so they're all they're all in the clear, but she still has residual uh, health effects from that. But the it is a lot in the aged care. I mean, they're just they you know they have to change over complete workforces, and then you know as as you tear down the line in regards to staff and access to resources, they're they're less and less skilled. Yeah, so then <laughs> you sort of that's why they're throwing in people from you know nurses from hospitals and stuff like that into these sectors because. They can't just bring in cleaners and give them a, you know, whiz bang rundown on what to do. And here you go, look after people. Um, if you've ever been into those places, and I said my my entire family's grown up in the world of nursing, and especially nursing homes. Uh, three sort of generations have looked after elderly, so I know the ins and outs. You know, we're talking, you know, people that have all their marbles, some people that don't, some people that, you know, I oh know as bad as it sounds, they shit and piss themselves and if they're not uh, attended to, um, they sit in their shit and piss, you know. It's a fucking, it's it's, it's horrible. It, I think when I was 17, I worked in a kitchen I had for a couple of years on and off just between, you know, after school. Um, this is a bit of a kitchen hand in the nursing homes and that. And, yeah, some of the stuff I saw was pretty pretty full on but it's the reality of it yeah and that's back then before pandemic hit and you know now there's people that are sitting in there pissing shit for days no, that's not acceptable um you know but what do they do i mean tony abbott i'm not sure if you heard his speech today um and as much as i'm not a massive fan of tony tony abbott he pointed out a few things that i really agree with and he said the the that sector was just completely neglected. Straight away, they should have just put the guards up around that. You know what I mean? That's the first thing they should have done because if it gets in there, it's it's potential to shut down whole economies like we are now is, is exactly what's happened. Um, he said we need to look. Isn't this what they did in Scandinavia? <clears throat> didn't they? Didn't they leave the economy open and but really yeah. tighten up around the the aged? They yeah they did and, um, yeah but that still got out of hand in areas so. Um, sure. They didn't do it so well, but, um, you know, a population, uh, what do we have? I think they have a population that was at 20 million um, there, but they had 6,000 deaths. You know, that's a fuck lot. Yeah, that's a lot, you know, based on that, that population size. So, but Tony Abbott basically said, he said, well, it's costing $200,000 to extend the life of someone for one year when they're potentially on their deathbed anyway. And it sounded harsh, but he just said, like, it comes to a point where you, where families have a right to um, choose, you know, whether their parents, you know, or relatives live in comfort or, or you know, do they do they pass away? Like, you can't you can't save everyone. Um, and I, There's a review going on to voluntary euthanasia at the moment yeah. to see how it's tracking. Yeah. And it might not be just because you've got COVID, you know, it might be that it, it, if it opens up that, that dialogue again for that, Al, I'm a, I'm a big supporter of it. It's really, once it gets into that system, it's really hard to get out. And that's purely because of the resources that they don't have. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a shame, but it's a nat natural order, you know, um, I don't agree with it, but um, it's a, it's a tough place to be at the moment. And that's where a lot of the, the outbreaks are so yeah, yeah, yeah. really With tough. Very well put. Hmm. Yeah. So, Al, you were saying um, just off air before we started something about um, looking forward. I know we don't have a, a lot of time um, left for this episode, but uh, 
yeah. Do you want to share a little bit about, about that thought? Yeah, well, um, another interesting thing that I really um, kind of had hammered into me uh, in, in the education I'm in right now is is how we live our lives. And if we look at it carefully, we sort of we sort of think we live our lives based on oh this is what happened to me like you Ross this is what happened to me yesterday that's now affecting my life so yes it does to a degree but it's not it's not really where you're living your life and where we're really living our life is is in the future that you know with expectancy so so what, you know what are we expecting to happen next that's what that's that's what shapes the way we live and so you know one of the one of the areas that is a has been a concern for say, the mental health authorities is you know when when we've had the the lockdown once it's sort of it's a novelty it's not easy but it's a novelty we, we kind of all went together the whole of australia together we got through it it was powerful and positive in the end but then of course for victoria after a couple of weeks whatever it was going back in to an even stricter lockdown you know mentally that that really hit a lot of people and yeah. so of course now We've got this hope. Ah, oh, you know, what's next? And we are going yeah. to open up again. Do we get some normal? So now we're all living into that. And it's, I mean, it's great. It's 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 great when when we're living into positive. It's great when we're living into negative. It's not so great. So, so and I and I guess this sort of came up when you were talking, Ross, too. It's like what's becoming more and more clear to me is living, living in the right now, living in the present is what it's all about. And meeting what comes when it comes and how it comes is far more powerful than wondering what's going to come and stressing about it. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, that's interesting you say that, Al. And I think, you know, how, how do we, how can we um, live, you know, positively in a negative, you know, uh, environment or what we perceive as a negative environment. Mm. As I said, there's, you know, it depends how you look at it. That's Ross, you know, about perspective. Ross is big on that as well. Mm. Um, and I think, yeah, you got to make the most. It's starts of, with choice. It starts yeah. with choice, you know. Yep. And yep. there is a reality that, that you touched on. I mean, some people, you know, are not at cause in their lives anymore. You know, someone that's that's we got dementia. We don't know where they're at. We don't really know what's going on there anymore. They yep. might have very little control. So you know, so then it's kind of on the rest of us to take care of those that don't appear to have that ability. And for the rest yeah. of us to do have that ability, then it's it's ours to be that. You know, it's ours to, yeah. to look at what's here right now and deal with what's here right now and help others to do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And that ties into community as well, pulling people together. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, that that you know, that don't necessarily uh, you know, see or can, can help themselves at this point in time. You know, it's yeah. Yeah, life's a funny thing and, and I suppose like, ultimately we don't control the outcome of anything. You know, in our lives, and I've always right. been a big proponent of that. And people go, "What the fuck is this guy talking about?" Okay, mate, we don't. We got no fucking. We have no control over the outcome. All we need to know is it'll all be cool. Yeah, it'll all be all right. Not all be all right that you know I'm going to live in a lavish mansion on a hilltop. Not everyone can do that. Yeah, but if that's yeah, something, but there's plenty of people doing that that are miserable, Luke. There's plenty of people living in a lavish yeah. mansion on a hill that are miserable. Yeah. So that's not what yeah. it's about. It's no. not about that, is it? But but once you hand over, you know, the that to the universe and you know, and go, Okay, well that's one thing off my plate. You know what I mean? And I, yeah. I try to yeah. I I myself struggle through that sometimes. I'm like, Oh fuck, what's gonna yeah. happen and this and that and I try to 
work hard to, you know, forecasting, oh, and then I'm like, fuck, fuck it. I'm just going to live. Yeah, just live for a bit. Once you start to live, Beautiful. You, know, you, you come back to that place of like, all right, well, now I can be out the front, you know, building a fence or, you know, doing a lot of stuff around the house, which you are at the moment. Or I can be grinding away, you know, looking for fucking new ideas and this and that, you know, which which is great. Like, you know, it's for the business, but sometimes you can grind too hard. You can you can you can put too much energy in when you actually need to distance yourself from that. Um, so right. you know, me personally doing something else and not worrying about okay, fuck, I should be doing this, I should be doing that. Well, I'm just I'm doing what I'm doing now, and there's a reason for that. Might not be apparent now, but. You know, that's life. I, I find the more that I, the more, the more that I stay away from work, the more work comes in. So I'm trying yep. that model at the moment. I'm not checking email every five minutes. Yeah, you know? might be a day and a half here and there, and then I'll get a call and be like, oh yeah, geez, that dropped in. You know. So again, that's the universe yep. taking yep. care of things. But I'm not it worrying about good. it. Does I, that make sense? I'm not. Yep. Absolutely. Not. Although I do want to preface something that that I think is important. Um, you yeah. said, you know, you don't have to do anything and, you know, you've got no control over the future. Uh, I think it's, our, we can't just sit on the couch and, you know, a, and expect a particular type of result that cannot happen while you're sitting on the couch. Now, for you, you've already done the work to make your business run and bring in leads without you. Like, you've already done the hard yards to make that happen. Yeah. So we do have a certain amount of control over what happens in our life, not zero control. You know, if, we, if we're if we going to sit around um, and not buy a lottery ticket, then we're never going to win the lottery. If we buy that lottery ticket, there's a chance we can, but don't ever expect it to happen. So, But yeah. we've got to take actions in the direction that we want things to happen if we want something to happen. But putting, but you're right about putting the, you know, so much pressure on the on the outcome. Um, it's the pressure on the outcome where the where the stress is and the and the potentially the lack of control is. Um, but you know, continuing to take actions in the right direction gives you the chance of producing whatever the result is that we want. Yeah, and I agree with that. And I suppose I'm talking, you know, more about fresh thought. You know what I mean? Like solutions and um, and clarity. You know, come from being able to create space and and fresh thought coming in yeah because <clears throat> we're naturally creative beasts that's hum that's how we are as humans we're creative yeah we like to build think you know so there's many types of creativity out there and you think about it when our creativity is stifled like as you said ross is stress and pressure um nine times out of ten that's just gonna compound isn't it into more stress and pressure um and and Doing things in life, and it's not not just like going right on my schedule at 9am. I've got to run, and the reason I do this is to, you know, because I have to. Again, that's pressure to do something. It's more just organically going with the flow, um, and doing those things to allow that sort of fresh thought to drop in. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, you know, sleep on it. You know, big decision in life. They say sleep on it. That's that giving that time and space yeah yeah going for a walk you know going for a drive you know within five kilometers of your residence um you know like things like that really yeah and we all we've all seen it firsthand that you know things drop in you go oh shit and that's where you find your, your insights and um different things in life that drop in when you're out of that pressure cooker you know so yeah mm -hmm. let go of the have to and work in the choose to 
Yeah, well, you've just given it up. That's what it is. It's, it's no more, you know, it's no longer a part of your life that, that drives, you know, your direction, you know, like it's, yeah, and as Al said, there's many people that are the wealthiest people in the world, but, you know, the most miserable. So, and, and it is finding that sort of inner peace and that ability to not to put too much on things. And that helps me. And I've been locked out. I've been mm. like, someone pointed out to me that I've been at home since March. All right, the end of fucking March. Where are we at now? Like it's just a fucking yep. nah, serious. Like if anyone we we went into self isolation when they first put it in place, like because we got back from overseas, yeah. So we had to. So we were first of the first. Mm. Um yep. Yeah. So yep, six months. Yeah. And I'm like, well, like it has affected me in areas that I haven't seen uh from time to time, but it's just people have pointed it out and then I'm like, Yeah, okay. And going back to the office, like how many times I've been in the office in six months, probably six times. So that's once a month from being in an office 90 hours a week to once a month. That's a pretty big shift. So, um, that's just me personally. But what I get from being at home is spending time with the family, although we just grade on each other's nerves from time to time. But that, <laughs> I still see gold in that and working around the house, you know, um, and the funny thing is, I'll bring this up because I know we've got to close it out shortly, but I go, you know, how we do anything is how we do everything, right? So when I'm like building a fence or doing something I haven't done before, I've realized something in myself that I do in business as well. So like I've realized things that I'll do in most things that I do in the business. And it's really weird. It sort of came to me the last couple of days and I'll, like I'm building stairs, right? Okay, I've got a bit of a plan. I've got a bit of a visual cool, cool, I'll write down some measurements and I'll start cutting, right? But I'm, I'll get to a point where I'm like, oh, okay, that's not going to work. I didn't, and it's not a complete balls up redo, but it might be just cut an extra bit of wood, you know, remove a few screws, just reconfigure a few things. I'll get it done, but it's through sheer determination. Like, I'm not fucking giving, like, I was six o'clock last night, I finished concrete and some stairs in, job done, you know, but I wasn't going to stop. And I thought that's <laughs> interesting, like, if I do pre-plan a bit more or, or, you know, like I do find a different way to, to um, you know, start the project and have a bit more of a plan, you know, obviously the outcome might be better. And I think that's what I do in my business too. You know what I mean? I'll have a rough plan and I'll go at it and I'll push harder. But it, it was just interesting that, you know, building stairs and running a company, um, there was a few uh, behaviours and things that I saw that were very similar in, in my approach, you know, when doing it. Hmm. Have you heard the saying that a minute in planning saves an hour in execution? Yeah. For every minute? Yeah. yeah. Every minute planning saves an hour in execution. It does. Yeah. But, you know, it's great being, I was just going to say, it's great being aware of those things, having that, that space to be consciously aware of what's going on. And it's that, slowing down, you know, just a few percent to be more present and be living in the now um, that, that created that awareness for you. It's very powerful. Yeah. Instead of doing doing the do the way we way we are every day and if we're stressed every day, well, you know, take a moment. The stress isn't going to change. We're doing the same thing again and again and again. Yeah, and that's a good point, Ross. What's just come up for me is that even though I could spend an extra 10 minutes planning, um, 
that's not always going to go to plan. <laughs> For me, I'm very good at just just starting to unpack things and just just get on with it. So maybe that is for me just to just to slow it down a little bit, you know, have a look at the planning, but um, not plan so much that you know um, it stifles the the doing. Uh, so maybe unpacking things a bit more carefully whilst I work. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Excellent. Thank you, gentlemen. Oh. I've got uh, two we've, quick we've comments. Yeah, two quick sure. Comments. Just two quick ones. What, one is there's a famous military saying, no plan survives enemy contact. No what? So, yeah, plan. No plan survives enemy contact. So always be prepared to have the plan reworked in the field. Okay. However, yeah, yeah, be, be, be prepared yeah, anyway. Yeah, the actual uh, quote I think, I think is something along the line uh, that could be it. There may even be more than one. There's one, there's certainly another one that's very similar to that, which is, um, you know, that no, it doesn't matter. How, basically, it doesn't matter how brilliant a plan is. Um, it, it doesn't. Yeah, it it, uh, it all got basically comes apart when when you come into uh, into contact with the, the situation that you're going into. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. That's the non-military version. <laughs> Um, and then my, yeah, my I, final I just realised I didn't know the I didn't know the exact quote either. So, um, but, like, but they may even, I think there may even actually be two quotes along those lines that maybe. come out of the maybe. Yeah. maybe maybe. And then my my final is uh, Luke. What you've proven is that Mr Miyagi was right. Hmm. Well, yeah, I'm car. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is that me? That was me this week. What was his name? With the fence. What was the, the, the kid's name? Mr Miyagi. Yeah, my uh, name is Demi What's his name? Uh, Ross. Is it Michael? I don't remember. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> well, I was that kid, always in a hurry. Just you let were. me fight professionally. I just want to kick ass. Right. And he's like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> All right. Jeez, it's been a, yeah. been a pretty insightful podcast for me, guys. Uh, send me the bill. <laughs> but for anyone out there, though, listening, it is, yeah? Like when you feel that sense of, you know, urgency and anxiety, maybe that's the red flag that goes up to go, oh, maybe, you know, I need to go the other way. Yeah? Maybe. All right. Yep. See you, guys. All right. Yeah, excellent. Thanks, Jen. Thank you. Okay, Thank you <laughs> See ya. And we, we pray that Danny gives us freedom. Yeah, well, let's see. We'll see you Sunday. <laughs> All right. All right. Have a great week, boys. You too. Bye. Thank you. Ciao. All right. This has been Ross Pepper, Alistair McDonald, and Luke Farrar for the Ross LN Luke Show. If you wish to get in contact with us regarding the show, please reach out to us via email on rosslluke at gmail.com. To discover more about myself, Ross Pepper, please visit my website, rosspepper.com. To check out Elle and discover what he can do for your team, please visit his website, alistairmcdonald.com.au. And if you're ready for an awesome sign for your business, be sure to visit luke at lfsigns.com.au. You have been listening to the Ross Allen Luke Show. Thanks for listening and have a spectacular day.